Hello, and welcome to another episode of Book Faces Live, the show where we talk to the faces behind your books. I'm Nathan Van Koops, I'm your host, and today I am thrilled to be bringing you an interview with Amy, Te- Amy Teagan. Thank you very much for being here, Amy. Thank you for having me. So I'm honored. Yeah, well, this is I've really been looking forward to this. So, um, I don't know if you actually remember, but you and I did meet once before in person, which was at the 2017 Summit. Of course Summit. I remember. Okay. So like I remember I was like it was like day three of the conference and I'm like I still haven't had a chance to talk to Amy Teagan yet and like you were just so busy because you were working of course, but um, yes, I was like I, I gotta at least go so say hi so I went and like Thank said you. hi and like ran away real quick but um, you were super cool about it though so don't worry <laughs> yeah that's you know obviously I can I can be cool <laughs> for three seconds at a time that's yeah. about my my max hold it off I'm not Ben Hale I can't go memorize everyone but I can oh well, God bless that man amazing. <laughs> but um so we get to talk about all kinds of fun stuff today um for books i love books. books yeah absolutely and um for people who who don't know you you're sort of i don't know you're like a big deal in in the uh indie space so you're kind of like a household name among indie indie wow. authors i think but, am i blushing because that's some, <laughs> that's some news to me nathan but thank you well, I think uh, anyone who's anyone knows who Amy Teagan is. You know, so that's, that's kinda, <laughs> I'm going to use that line if people, yeah. if I have to introduce myself in the future. Yeah, you Maybe should. Maybe Van Koop said you should know me. Yeah, if you want to be anybody, you should know, know Amy. But um, you've got some exciting things going on. Like you, um, you have a new book that's written under your own name that we're, I've got the, the cover up, the No Day Like Today. Um, so you've you've sort of recently taken the plunge into... Uh, women's literary fiction, which is mm-hmm. a challenging uh, genre to jump into, but you have done it. Can you tell people a little bit about your your new book, No Day Like Today? Um, so this is my I read I read all of the genres, but literary fiction is is my heart. It's mm-hmm. what I want to write forever and ever and ever, and what I read mostly. Um, this book in particular was actually written four years ago, okay. and I've done innumerable revisions of it. Until finally, this year, a friend of mine, Mike Stop continues, I'm mm-hmm. going to name drop him because I love him. Yeah. He read it for me. He's like, you have to publish this. And I'm like, <laughs> it's so scary, though. It's so scary. It's got my name on it, Mike. Are you sure? <laughs> so, um, But because I know the genre so well, I know the readers and I know where they are. And so it was really fun for me to be like, I'm going to do the print right away, and I'm going to do the audio right away, and I did like an Instagram tour, because that's where those people are, the cover needs to be pretty, mm. um, because that's what those people want, is they want yeah. the, like, the, the, I don't even know how to describe it, they want the, the visual aesthetic of the book is just as good as the, the language aesthetic. The hashtag um, bookstagrammers? Yes, bookstagrammers, yeah. love those girls. Yeah. Um, but this book specifically is about, um, I wanted to write a book that all takes place in one day, mm-hmm. like uh, the classics, like the Greeks did, right? Like that was their definition of dramas, that, that it all okay. takes place in one day. That makes sense. Um, Miss, Mrs. Dalloway and some other books have that same structure. So I wanted to do that. And um, it takes place on a wedding day, okay. but I wanted it to not be about the bride and groom. So it's a seven-person point, point of view book that takes place on one day about everybody, not everybody, about these seven people who go to this wedding and how their lives can change just in this one day, even if it's not the most important day of their life. So I love it. I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of it, and I just want to write in this genre forever. 
Well, if you've done innumerable revisions, like you said, like it's something that you've obviously sunk a lot of your heart and soul into. So, um, I think that's, that's fantastic. And to like, you know, I think in, in sort of a common, you know, indie space, especially there's very much this sort of attitude of right to market, right. You know, everything that just, just to make money at it and stuff like that. But there's so much to be said for writing with your heart and, Mm -hmm. you know, putting out something that's a, it's a work of love and a passion. Um, so I think that's fantastic. It's so much more gratifying to get these reviews on this book than anything else that yeah. I've done. Like, yeah, testimonials are great for my editing, and reviews mm-hmm. on my secret pen name books are great, but, like, please mm-hmm. love this book because I love it so much. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be super gratifying for sure. Yeah. So um, what were some of your inspirations? What are some of the books, like, in this genre? You say you, say you obviously read in this genre. Uh, mm-hmm. What were some of the books that you found inspiration in? Um... So I can answer that two ways. I have lots of, of useless degrees in English, so I've read all of all of the books. Okay. Um, and American 20th century literature is my favorite, mm. um, particularly Anne Tyler, whose career I want. Um, okay. She writes like fam- very quiet, small family dramas. Um, and she's written like a book every other year for 50 years, and she has a Pulitzer, and she just goes along her life writing these books with no explosions or elves or anything. I love them. <laughs> Um, so I recommend Ann Tyler. Okay. And then beyond that, like more current titles that have come out, I love, um, The Interestings by Meg Wallitzer. Okay. I love, um, A Little Life, whose author I cannot remember. Um, a book that just, just this year came out that I love. There's a book called The Immortalist by Chloe Benjamin that I really Mm. like. Um, I love the sprawling big casts where everything intertwines and big themes like death and power and deceit. I love that stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Do you feel like that's um, that's the kind of like movies you like too, where it's like ensemble casts of like a whole bunch of people having a bunch of different separate storylines running into each other? Is that something that you that crosses over for like film for you or is it just mostly books? Mm, no, maybe because like I love, part of what I love about literary fiction is all of the layers. Like there's always layers. Mm. Every, every, um, character is saying things that means three different things depending on the character and you can't mm. really pull that off as well in a two hour film I agree um, so like when you say a film with love, a big ensemble cast that all comes together I think of Love Actually and mm. like don't tell anyone but I don't like that movie oh, I um, <laughs> but yeah it's just a, it's a totally different in books than it is mm. maybe I also like in books like all of the books that I just mentioned the three the three most recent ones that I mentioned take place over like 30 years too. Mm. So they're okay. big, big stories. Yeah. Which you, again, can't really do in a movie. No, I agree. Absolutely. Um, we got a few people watching. So I, um, I would encourage anyone, Andrea says hi, um, Marilyn is watching. Um, so anyone who is watching, uh, if you're whether you're watching live or whether you're watching the replay, definitely um, throw up your comments, let us know who you are, uh, and um, say hi to Amy. And um, we will, you know, pass on your questions. And of course, even if you're watching the replay, definitely throw up some questions. I'm sure Amy would be happy to come back on and uh, answer. I'm on Facebook a lot. I could totally (laughs) answer some questions. Which is awesome. (laughs) So, um, so you didn't come to writing as a novice by any means, and this isn't actually your first book, even though it's the first book that you've put out under your actual name. But it's the first you, one we tell people about. Yeah. But you, can you tell people a little bit about like sort of your, your background a little bit? Because obviously you're, you're an editor now, you're a professional editor, you've also been, you know, um, 
intricately involved in other people's author careers up to this point. Can you tell people a little bit about your, your story of how you got into this? Um, well, I'm going to try to be as concise as possible. Mm-hmm. So I love books. I just love books. I love books. I love books. And I started listening to the self-publishing stuff, like the self-publishing podcast and whatever else, Joanna Penn, I think was still around, was around Mm -hmm. 2012, 13, around that time. Um, And I started writing my own books that time. I still, I have, I think four trunk novels now, um, finished drafts that may see the light of day, may not, wrote them 2012, 13, 14. Okay. and it was, it was actually the kind of thing where I've read books so much my entire life. I've been told by many people that, oh, you should be a writer. And I put it off and dismissed it. And then when mm. I actually tried it, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Actually, yeah. turns yeah. out stories are the best. Yeah. So I kind of, I was doing that, but not really brave enough or, um, had some, you know, it has to do with bravery, but it also has to do with not liking my own work and the creativity gap, right? Like my taste is way beyond what I can actually do. Mm, So while I was doing that, I was getting more involved in the self-publishing industry and I made friends with the Sterling and Stone slash self-publishing podcast guys. Mm -hmm. And um, I was actually their first real employee. (laughs) I sent them several emails about various things and none of them responded to. So I finally emailed Sean directly and I'm like, hey, I'm awesome. You should hire me. So he did. And then I spent the next two and a half years helping them build their business. Um, Mm. And at the time I was like, I was still writing, not fast as as fast as I wanted to, of course. Um, But I was getting better. Even though I wasn't publishing, I was learning. I was seeing everything that Sean, Johnny and Dave were doing. Um, And through them, I was able to connect with a dozen other people in the, in the industry, even more than that, like, some of the names of people that I've had the privilege of having personal conversations with, mm-hmm. I am just so grateful all the time that I am in the presence of these minds. And I can right. just be like, uh-huh, just, you just keep talking and tell me everything. Um, <clears throat> and then, so, and then also with that job, I was able to, um, I did, I've set up two different, two different big conferences as well as smaller events for mm-hmm. Sterling and Stone, where I get to meet like hundreds of other authors like you, mm-hmm. and you are super cool about it. And, uh, but you know, a bunch of other people who are probably watching, and so like yeah. I, I kind of just built that community of writers around me organically, and really, I did. Per, other than like what I did for the boys, I did very little for myself. Mm. Um, so that means that when I finally quit that, I quit that job uh, April last year because I finally admitted to myself that I wasn't actually going to finish my book. So I kept working for them. And so I quit in April, 2017. And between then and now I have published four novels and three novellas, Mm -hmm. um, in under multiple secret pen names. Um, but that's all because I had like all of those years of just soaking it all up in my head that I yeah. could just immediately be like, clearly these are the best decisions because I've watched 19,000 other people do these things. So I'm just going to copy them. Yeah. And so now it's now and I just get to write and edit and do whatever I want. I'd love to, you talked, um, you mentioned briefly the idea of this creativity gap, which I think is something that's super important for creatives and artists to understand is that, you know, for example, you have been reading your entire life. You've been reading what you love your entire life. You have excellent taste in books. So do you, and also you're an editor on top of that. So you've been editing other people's books. You understand the structure and problems of books. 
Do you feel like that makes you excessively critical of your own work, or do you feel oh, like you... Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that is literally why I asked Mike to read this book. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I, it will never be good enough for me. I need mm-hmm. somebody else who I trust mm-hmm. who reads the genre mm-hmm. to tell me it's good enough. Yeah. And, you know, now that it's out, and now that other people have read it and are giving me feedback, I can be like, oh, yeah, you're right, actually. Thank you. Yeah, but when it's just me... It's never going to be good enough, ever, because I'm not Ann Tyler. I'm not John Steinbeck. Who am I to say that I'm going to publish literary, right? Yeah. Like, it's scary, Nathan. Yeah, scary. It, it is. And I think that's something that so many writers deal with. Um, start, some some don't. Some don't have the comparisonitis, and they just right. put out their best work. They say, this is the best I can do, and I'm just yeah. going to publish it, and here it goes. God bless them. I know, bless, right? Their life must be so much easier. <laughs> Because, you know, everyone else who's just like, oh, no, but, like, it's not as good as, even though mm-hmm. this is the best I can do right now, I think there's a, a certain amount of, like, loving yourself that you have to do to just yes. let yourself evolve. Um, yeah. How, like, besides uh, Mike's Optic Continues, who is awesome, like, giving you some great feedback, did, did you have any other tips for people, like, sort of overcoming that um, worry of being like, okay, I think I'm, I'm going to do it? the most important thing is to either have a friend or an editor that you trust. Mm-hmm. And and they and I'm going to say this um, self-servingly, but it should be an editor who can compliment whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. there I am an excellent cheerleader and I just edited a book by somebody who she was so she was so like it's I'm sure it's the worst and you're going to tell me it's the worst and charge me all of the money that you need to charge me because I'm sure it's terrible and I literally am like no honey this is the best you are amazing this is so good here are all of the things that are great about it and so mm-hmm. your editor should yes of course they want to help you make the book better yeah. but they also should be able to point out all of the things that are great about it so you mm-hmm. don't change them and so right. you know some people need that praise and that reassurance and that confidence boosting and that even sometimes it's just confirming what you suspect mm-hmm. um i think i think these characters are really good but i need to make sure that other people think it so an editor that you really respect or a friend that will read it for you that knows the genre and knows what you're trying to do and will tell you the truth mm-hmm. is just so helpful so one of my secret pen name books i did the exact same thing i sent it to my editor and i'm like could you just tell me that this is good enough for the genre or not and yeah. she's like yeah go for it Thank you. Thank you. I need permission. And I'm not, I'm perfectly fine admitting that I use it. Yeah. No, that, that's fantastic. And I, th- I, th- I just think that that's something that's important for people to hear, especially yeah. just starting out because, um, like I said, there's some people who just don't know any better and that's fine. And then there's people who feel like they do know better and I feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot and they're going to just edit their books into oblivion forever. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot Accurate. of... There's a lot of books out there in trunks that don't need to be in trunks. And, That's totally, totally um, accurate. I'm sure some of my trunk novels could probably see the light of day. Or go through another, like, nine revisions. <laughs> well, I hope, I hope that's the case. I hope there's more of your words out in the world uh, sooner rather than Lord, later. me too. <laughs> um, so you did something that I think is um, interesting in that you... You did deliberately go, you said, okay, I'm going to put my name on this book, and I think that, it, you know, I've worked on it for four years. It's, it's, it's as good as it needs to be to be out there and be competitive. Um, but you had to still essentially start by using your own name and not one of your pen names. You essentially mm-hmm. had to start as a brand new author. 
despite having had this background and, and you know, mm-hmm. worked with other people and all, been an editor all this stuff, um, what were some of the challenges you faced and what were some of the things that you had to deal with as a first-time author um, that you can talk about, especially going into such a challenging genre? Well, um, I've, I've been on the Internet for a long time. And I've done a lot of things on the internet. Like mm-hmm. I used to, I used to have a blog about whatever nonsense, and I used to um, help run this this journaling challenge called Thirty Days of Lists, and okay. I post a bunch of travel photos, and I have people following me for that. So I have, I mean, it's not a giant following, but I have followers yeah. who care about me and what mm-hmm. I'm working on. And so this book was not. It was, I think, literary fiction specifically. You you can do this where I'm sure a lot of my buyers bought the book because they know me and they know my brain Mm -hmm. and they wanted to experience the same kind of thing that I love because I post about books that I write, that I read all the time. And so like Mm -hmm. I have the same kind of readers who follow me. We're like, Oh my God, I love that book too. I can't wait to read your book. So even though, yeah, I'm starting from scratch. I wasn't starting from complete scratch because Mm -hmm. this is totally the opposite of what most people will tell you to do. Oh, ask your friends to buy your books. I didn't ask my friends to buy my books, right. but I knew that there were people who were paying attention to what I was doing already mm-hmm. that would be interested in buying it. Um, mm. So that is helpful. Like, just because you don't want your mom to be in your also bots does not mean that people paying attention to your work are not going to be interested in it. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing that I think is the most helpful is to. Like, if it's your first book, chances are you love the genre that you're writing in Mm -hmm. and, like, lean into that because you can geek out with those, with your possible readers as a normal other author and be like, oh, my God, and then I had had this really great thing. I don't even know. I can't think of anything that I would talk about that's really cool in literary fiction like that. But covers, dude, oh, Mm. my gosh. People in the bookstagrammer community love my cover and they talk about the covers and that's different than the content of the book but those girls buy books based on covers and I am the type of person (laughs) to buy a book based on the cover and then post it on Instagram Mm -hmm. and it's again it's different than sci-fi or whatever other genre but it's the same principle it's the same basic strategy just Mm -hmm. different tactics for the genre I noticed that you did make the decision to go ahead and produce a hardback which um, was that something that was a result of having um, the bookstagram followers and wanting people, people that wanted physical pretty copies of your book? Was that a factor? That, um, um, partially. It was mostly because this genre is traditional heavy. So I wanted my book mm-hmm. to look like a traditionally published book. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It's, it's only 40,000 words, okay. but it's, priced way high for an indie book at 40,000 words, but mm. it's priced way, I mean, it's priced kind of low for a traditional book mm. um, at that, but since it's shorter than, anyway. Um, so that's the main reason is because I wanted to look like a traditional book as much as possible when people are just scanning through lists. Yeah. Um, I also have the, I started the audiobook right away and it should be published, I think, any day now um, okay. for the same reason. Like, that's a big investment up front is, for me, yeah. considering how many books that I've sold, but... I th- long term, mm-hmm. the strategy is to make it look because they're the buyers of the genre buy books that they see profiled in Vanity Fair and on the lists and mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon chooses for their book club. Like mm-hmm. they're used to buying traditional books and yeah. they 
are more comfortable seeing those um, signalers, right? A hardcover mm-hmm. book is a signaler that this book was approved by the people in New York City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you yeah. should buy it. So that's, I mean, bookstagram is, yeah, for sure, but uh, mostly just to look traditional. Hmm. Interesting. So and who did you, did you use, um, Lula, who was your, um, uh, Ingram Spark? or what? Ingram you, Spark you? is my hardcover, yeah. It was really, really easy. The yeah. hardest part of doing it is that I noticed a typo in my back cover matter, and I had to bother my designer again. Be like, I'm really uh, sorry. But yeah. the Ingram Spark was really easy. That's good. Who's your um, cover designer? They did a beautiful job. Um, her, the company's called OK Creations. Her okay. name is Sarah, and she did a beautiful job. I am yeah. so in love with that. Yeah, it's just a really pretty book, uh, just all around. Thank you. Yeah, I, there are a few books. I will admit there are a few books on my bookshelf that still are there just strictly because the covers are gorgeous. I mean, I'm a sucker for it, yeah. and I'm not even sorry because I know, because <laughs> the market like the marketing department of those books they mm-hmm. know what they're doing. They yeah. know like the the book that I mentioned, the Chloe Benjamin Immortalist, mm-hmm. looks just like the cover is so similar to four other books that I already know that I like. Mm. Sure, yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah. Take my yeah. money. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so, for people who um, might be interested in, in your your other the other facets of you, um, your like your editing services and things like that, like um, you don't just offer you know like you, you look like from your website it looks like you have a couple of different versions. People can get one on one calls with you and people mm-hmm. um, sort of what what got you into the editing space and said where you said okay you know what, I'm going to do this as a as a career as well. Um, I actually um, my first job out of college was a full time copy editor. Hmm, okay. So um, I edited press releases, which is just as exciting as it sounds. <laughs> and so I mean that plus like again my innumerable. De- my ridiculous number of degrees that I don't need, but that means I spent years and years and years mm-hmm. writing papers. Yeah. And it's something that I have always enjoyed doing. And then people started asking me and I'm like, Oh, you'll pay me to read a book. Mm-hmm. Yep. 100%. <laughs> and the one-on-one calls came up the same way. I had somebody yeah. contact me um, last summer and he's like, I want to pick your brain. I'm like, I don't know about that, yeah. but I did it. And then again, this, this summer I got somebody else and I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah. Yes. Let's get on a call and talk about your books. Because yeah. I'm an excellent cheerleader and I'm going to help you solve this problem. That's, this is really, really fun for me. I think that's a really good skill to have and just um, understanding about that about yourself because an editor does need to. Ed- editing can be harsh. I mean, it's so yeah. hard for people to like offer up their book, like you said, and like, is this good? And then have know that someone's going to possibly tear it to pieces yeah. for its own good. But right. you still have to like listen to the get it, you know. Like it's your baby, and yes. um, it's please hard. be kind. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to not take it personally, like on yeah. the first first round of you know um, feedback. So I think that's a, that's an important skill to know that you have, and just to be able to broadcast and be like, eh, I'm yeah. Okay. I think my um, my online personality is uh, um, <laughs> I don't know how to say this, so it doesn't make me sound ridiculous. Um, I think. I'm a little bit prickly, <laughs> okay, and a little bit of a little bit harsh in my online personality. So that filters out the people who will have their feelings hurt too sensitively. And so the people mm. who hire me are prepared for me to be awful. And then it turns out that I'm actually really excited for them, and I love their book, and this part is great. And so it's—I mean, it's like a bait and switch, but the opposite of what you would think. 
so it, it's fun. It's fun. I haven't, I can't, I haven't had any clients come to me and be like, you're the worst, yeah. which means that at least I'm helping them, hopefully. No, that's, that's fantastic. Um, what are you working on next? Like, you've got this book out. You've, are you, do you plan to do more uh, women's literary oh, fiction? Yes. I have so many ideas, Nathan. So I I have um I have a family saga literary fiction that involves a secret child and a cult. Oh, wow. Okay. But it's literary fiction, so it's not about the secret child and the cult. It's about right. the family dynamics when they learn about these secrets. It's yeah. about secrets. It's gonna yeah. be so good. Um, okay. So I'm working on that. Um, I'm actually potentially going to shop that to traditional just because I think for that pen name, it would be useful to be um, the word that I'm missing. Both hybrid. Plural. Hybrid. Thank you. Okay, words. You I know. The words. <laughs> um, I think for a literary fiction pen name, hybrid would be useful. So I'm, I'm deciding yeah. about that, but I'm plotting, I'm plotting that book now. Okay. Um, and then that same pen name, Amy Teagan, I'm also going to write nonfiction under. Um, mm-hmm. It's not going to be nonfiction for writers. It's going to be more, um, I'm going to have books, of, uh, several books of essays that I'm working okay. on, um, a book about enthusiasm and cheerleading. Um, but the one that I'm starting on first that I am so excited about is a book of essays about Anne of Green Gables. Oh, really? Okay. Because I read that series like 30 times, and I very strongly believe that most of the true things I know about life, I know from Anne of Green Gables. Not from the Bible or okay. like that stuff. No, fiction, of course. So I'm going to write a, a book of essays that each essay starts with a quote from the book, okay. uh, which is like, a, you know, a true life lesson, like kindred spirits and all of that, and stuff about um, home and uh, familiarity and that kind of thing. And I'm really excited about it. That sounds really fun. Yeah, and then I fun. then I assume after that there's going to be a book of essays on Hamilton. Oh my god! <laughs> Actually, I don't. I don't. I could not do that justice. <laughs> I will. I, I might, actually, now that you say that, though, like founding fathers yeah. are one of my like pet passions, and I can okay. go on some really amazing rants about Aaron Burr and Thomas Jefferson, and John Quincy Adams is my favorite president. So, okay. like, yes, I could maybe not Hamilton specifically. Because the musical is already brilliant on its own, mm. but like you know, that era of thought leaders and their flaws. No, I, I like it. I like it. I have not seen Hamilton yet, but I did. I will have you know that I did listen to the entire soundtrack on Spotify to prep for this uh, interview, just so I can get I in the right headspace. So honored. <laughs> I honestly have. I actually literally just had this conversation with somebody yesterday. I have opinions about mm-hmm. the way you should listen to Hamilton for the first okay. time. Interesting. So congratulations, you oh. passed. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> No, I thought, you know, this would be a good way to prep for this interview. I didn't, you know, I thought that would be, like, the appropriate thing to do was listen yes. to Hamilton. So. There's a line in Hamilton that I actually have up on my wall behind the camera um, that I will get tattooed on me someday, probably. Yeah. And it's such, it's such a writerly line. Okay. I picked up a pen. I wrote my own deliverance. Hmm. And I just love that line so much. No, I, because, I, I agree. That's incredibly right? writerly. Right? Because, like, if you are a writer, yeah, it probably saved you in some way from something, either from yourself or from a situation or mm-hmm. from reality or... I just love it. Yeah. God yeah. bless books. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great, 
kind of ending to the interview, I think. God bless books. Um, um, so for people who want to find out more information about you, and why wouldn't they, um, where are some places that, that they can go to to learn more about you? Um, my website is amyteagan.com. Okay. You can find my editing services there. If you want to download two free short stories in the same genre, amyteagan.com slash free. Okay. And as far as like, I'm, I'm in my email newsletter a lot. So if you sign up for it, you'll hear from me a lot. I just sent an email about cults because I'm researching for this upcoming book. Hmm. Um, and then social media, I'm mostly on Instagram at Amy Teagan on Instagram. And I post a lot of travel photos, a lot of stories, a lot of stuff about what I'm doing in Austin and books that I love because God bless books. Yeah. I'm Amy Teagan most places. Okay. That sounds like a, a great time all around. So for yes. everyone watching who can come follow your Instagram and, um, be fans of you. As thank you. So, um, so Amy, thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your day and your week to come chat with us. And it's really been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. All right. Talk to you again soon. Okay, bye.